Oh my goodness. I didn't. You're alone. <laughs> what did I do? I just get fired? You got that fired. That was the worst firing well, that I've ever experienced. I mean, that was embarrassing. No, everything's all 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 a jumbo. I'm I'm jumpy. I'm very jumpy. You jumpy today? Jumpy today. Have a shot of whiskey and relax. And we're having the beginning of a show. I thought I was fired. I'm not. You're not fired. I'm jumpy because you know what I did? Um, You know, school is starting soon for me. Has it started already for you? Uh, It has for Amelia. I'm not teaching this semester. You're not teaching this semester. Oh, so you you didn't want to get fired from another job. (laughs) (laughs) No. One a week is enough. Yeah. Well, my classes start on Monday, so I'm just sort of overwhelmed with work. And uh, the uh, the day before yesterday, I, I was trying to get all my work done, and I, I needed a cup of coffee. I was starting to fade uh, in the afternoon, and I went downstairs, and I had to to make a co- I had to wash the coffee pot and do all that stuff that you have to do to make one cup of coffee so that I could get back up and do my work. It was very frustrating having to do all of that work just for a cup of coffee in the middle of the afternoon. Mom couldn't, uh, was busy, apparently. Yeah. So what am I going to do? Say, hey, mom, get me a cup of coffee. It hasn't stopped you before. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I went out yesterday morning. And again, we don't have sponsors on this show. I'm not getting paid to say this. We're not getting any money. I went out and bought an Espresso Virtuo machine that does the little pods of everything it does ristretto it does lungo it does dopio it does a full cup of coffee all the dwarves all the seven all the different things all the flavors does it do dopey and sleepy yeah Yeah. grouchy and and dropsy i'm dropsy how can i ask the ballpark of what a machine like this sets you back would i have to spend let's let me i don't i know you don't want to maybe say but would i have to go and spend like two three hundred dollars on a machine like this or would it be a little bit less than that a little bit less than two hundred dollars not not appreciably less according to your face right now but around there okay two hundred dollars all right have Uh, you tried the nespresso foamer yet uh mom has the foamer you got you got her the foamer, right? Well, I told her about it. Oh, she has it now. Somebody got it for her. For I think she bought year. it. I think she bought it for herself. Oh, okay. I told her yeah, about she, it. And she got so excited, she went and bought it. She's very happy with the you. Foamer. Ha- you have not had it yet. I don't. I don't do a lot of the dairy products in the coffee products. I'm. I'm more like just a black coffee guy. Okay. Okay. Um, Maybe a little twist of limon in in the espresso. Espresso. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so that's got me really jumpy. All that. All so you that. had too many pods of coffee. Too many pods. Too many. You pods. you you, you uh, created a small landfill of coffee pods today yeah. alone. Yeah. And then I'm also really excited because tomorrow is is uh, is your niece's birthday, and uh, we're going out to a dinner in the city tomorrow night. You're actually going to. Sit outside in 17 degree weather. I made a reservation at a, a table on the street. Oh, that's exciting. Cool. That's theater. nice. Uh, at a restaurant that, that I wanted to go to and Abby wanted to go to. And uh, it looks really good. And I, I told uh, I told mom about the restaurant. Um, and uh, I think it's time for 
well, you know what it's time for, right? If we're talking start about up, law. start up the music. So I told mom about the restaurant and the name of the restaurant is, well, I told her the name of the restaurant and, and later she said, so you're going, you're going to dinner. Where are you going in? Jacob's pickle. I was like, no, not Jacob's pickle. <laughs> no, I hope not. It's a very big difference between Jacob's pickles and Jacob's pickle. So you're going to Jacob's pickles is Jacob's the restaurant pickles is the restaurant. I haven't heard of it, but I I haven't been out of the house in about a year. So yeah, <laughs> may have changed. Things have changed in the city. What's going on in your week? This 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 past week, um, it's been pretty busy, a, a bit frenetic. Um, and I didn't even have a new coffee maker. I've been using the same old coffee maker. Um, everything's good. Um, you know, the Sundance Festival starts um, officially tomorrow yeah the 28th wow and um because of the short that i'm in um i'm involved in a couple things like uh, a couple of panel discussions and we did an interview yesterday and uh so there's some stuff I, i'm doing for that which has been fun they sent it's a fun year to be involved because it's a unique year it's all you know it's all online for the first time they've never done that um and you know, uh, the amount of work that went into creating this online version of the festival is is just mind boggling. I mean, there, there's the email chains are, are acres long with things to sign up for and passes and things to learn. And it's just been a little overwhelming, but they're amazing. They're really on top of it. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I recorded uh the other podcast that I do with Maddie Blake uh, earlier today. So this is a two show day for me. Oh, you must Very be excited. I'm, I'm excited. It's fun. We talked about um, uh, the movie, the Mothman prophecies, Oh, which I'm a fan of and I've been reading the book and got into it. So that's been really, really cool. Wow. Did you ever see that? I did a long time. Richard Gere. Right? Yeah. Richard Gere, Laura Linney, also who's in this oh, movie too. Laura Linney, we're um, Linney Knight. Yeah, and and Mothman's a is a really fun, scary movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we do have to acknowledge something very sad that happened today. Yeah, something sad did happen. I think we're thinking of the same thing. Yeah, um, Cloris Leachman. Yeah, uh, who the great great Cloris Leachman. Yeah, aside from being an, an incredible actor, a reputation as being just a, a lovely person to work with. I, I'd heard that too. I never met her, never worked with her, but I never heard anything but wonderful things about her. And one of the most celebrated actors. Yeah, uh, for generations. Eight for... Emmys, 22 nominations. Wow. Tied up there with Julia Louis-Dreyfus as one of the oh, most... Emmy nominated winningest. But I tell you what, Julie Dreyfus, as great as she is, didn't start in 1950s in noir movies. No. You know, no, she, she doesn't go back to that time. No. And she also isn't in like a couple of the greatest movies ever, ever made. She's last picture, last picture shows one of the best movies I think you could name. 
But Julia Lee Dreyfus is in one of the best shorts I've ever seen. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Joe Biden's in it. Joe Biden is the in president. It. And, the president of the United the States. President of the United States is in it with with my brother Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a good. Those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the. You know that was a self tape. I got that job off a of self tape. Wow. Yeah. The only self tape I ever got a gig off of was that. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I did it fully nude. I think that's why. You did. I got the job. Okay. Oh, you know, um, while we uh before we go into the movie, we are going to talk about the movie. I want to do a little a little thing, you know, because we're starting to do more social media stuff. Oh, you right? mean we are Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, we're doing Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And, and I thought it might be fun to have something like just an action shot from the Ooh. from the show. Here we go, right? Ooh. I'll take one at the same time so we get real classy. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's it. Okay, a little bit. Give me a little more lip. Pow, a little poutier. A little bit poutier. That's it. Perfect. Perfect. And one more. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to get a close-up of you. Oh, yeah. There we go. All right. Ooh. Flash. I didn't want to flash, but I got it. could be it. interesting. There could be some interesting photographic techniques that develop. I wonder from what that that's going to look like. Oh, it looks good. Looks like you got a big light coming out of your head. So that's good. All right. Um, so turn off the camera. We have a movie to talk about this week. Yeah, we do. Dave from 1993, starring a few people. Kevin Klein, Sigourney Weaver, Ving Rames, Frank Langella and his eyes. Yes. Kevin Dunn, Ben Kingsley, Laura Linney, Anna Devere Smith, and a lot of other people in smaller roles who we Faith, Faith Prince. Who, Faith Prince. I, oh my I, gosh. I know. Yeah. Charles um, Grodin. Charles Grodin. We got some stories. We do. We have some old old stories about Chuck Grodin, that's for yeah. sure. We, we call him Chuck. That's how old those stories Chuck. are. Ben Stein, who I shared an elevator ride at the doctor's a couple of months ago, right before the <laughs> pandemic. And it was a fascinating elevator ride. He yeah. told his whole life story. Was he inpatient or outpatient? Outpa it was all outpatient. We okay. were just, we weren't in the hospital. We were, we were seeing doctors getting poked in places i don't want to talk about yes yeah yeah i when i had that poking and prodding i was in the hospital with gilbert godfried and he was we were in nightgown oh literally sitting next to each other in the waiting room i don't know it was perfect i don't even know why gilbert godfried yeah i remember standing next to him one day watching them shoot something in bad medicine with steve gutenberg oh yeah and in spain in spain yes and he's standing next to me and he's whispering like really quite not like what is he saying what is he saying? he's just going i'm gonna i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna kill somebody i'm going crazy I'm going, I'm going absolutely crazy i'm gonna kill somebody i'm gonna kill somebody i'm gonna kill somebody <laughs> it's like okay take it easy yeah, gilbert easy gilbert so tell us a little bit about this movie what's the story well, according to IMDb, this is an uh, this is a story about an uncanny presidential lookalike um, named Dave, who 
who's recruited by the Secret Service to become a momentary stand-in for the President of the United States of America. Um, I think this this is an old uh, Hans Christian Andersen story, right? I think so, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, as old as the wind of time. <laughs> the, 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 the man who pretends to be the king. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, wackiness ensues. This is the this is part two of our presidential trilogy that we're going to do. It's actually going to be a, a, a quadrilogy, I think. Right. We're going to do. Oh, that's right. Month. That's right. Which go- it seems appropriate. I mean, who can get sick of this? We just want presidents all the time. All the time. Um, well, Davis. They're an exciting, happy thing again. Fine. Right. Yeah, finally. Yeah. I don't have like it's not like, you know. Slowly, I turn step yeah. by step every time somebody says president. <laughs> um, so uh, this movie is um also a comedy, um, like uh, like you know, uh, last week's movie was last week we did um, the American president, American president, which is more of a romance comedy that's much heavier on the romance, it's more serious minded. More yeah. drama mixed in. This is a sillier movie. Um, not a hundred percent silly, but sillier because it's let's face it, it's Ivan Reitman directed it. Yes, and we got the guy who directed Ghostbusters directing a movie about the president. One of the most serious movies that Ivan Reitman ever directed. Oh, it's the most serious thing he ever read. The screenplay is the most serious thing he ever read. I'm sure <laughs> this was way more serious than he was used to dealing with. Yeah. Um, this was like a big drama. He did. In fact, he was like, he turned it down at first because he was like, <laughs> I can't do these horrible dramas about devastating reality. Yeah. And they were like, no, Ivan, come on. So he becomes the president. He, 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 he stands in for the president because the, the, the president is, has to go. Right. Uh, sure. Yes. There, well, there's yeah. a whole thing to talk about there because, because of Laurel Linney, there's the thing to discuss later. Let's table oh, that. Yeah. There's something to talk about there. The president the, the, in this movie is not a very good guy. No, he's a kind of a lousy person. His wife hates him. The first lady hates him. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Won't even him. talk to him. No. Um, and he's basically this puppet that was kind of maybe once a good person, but then just became a puppet to the evil warlords of Washington. Yeah. Chief of staff, just Frank Langella, just a bad person. Uh, you know, some of this was a documentary. Yeah. Actually, it, it's oddly very realistic in the sense of how some you've heard that some people are just kind of chosen to be this puppet figure for more that would never happen never in this country but in never. smaller countries that have much weaker constitutions that yes. can happen it would never happen that somebody would just you know represent the interests of the rich and the powerful well this is a cautionary tale so is if that could happen this is a w- way to see what that would be like yeah it anyway. also has some other interesting parallels like 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 a politician who dies in flagrante in medias race i've never been to flagrante i hear it's nice this time of year yeah (laughs) Um, because uh you know that um nelson rockefeller one time vice president and and uh governor of the state of new york died in medias race 
with is that true? Two-year-old assistant. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Apparently, did not know that. That's what I hear. Some people say, which is a which is a phrase that I've heard some people say lately. Some people mm. say this new phrase. Some people say. Some people say. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Uh, yeah. Some people say John Garfield also died the same way. Wow. Star of the original Postman Always Rings Twice. Wow. That's why he didn't do more movies because he because he died. He died. <laughs> That's a real damper on your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, do we need to talk more about the plot, or are we going to jump right in now? That's basically the plot. I mean, it's what is the Cans Christian Anderson story? I've got to know now. What is this based on? The, the the emperor's new clothes the the yeah, prince and the pauper maybe? prince maybe that's it that's not is that hans christian anderson let's thing? call it why you got to make me look foolish <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh i mean it's it's that story there's really not much other plot i mean it, there's there's kind of like a mixture of that and then you got this mr smith goes to washington vibe where right. you know he he his real spirit is this imposter is actually a very sweet well-meaning guy right and um he's kind of inspired to 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 step up and be the president that this other guy never was and he gets into trouble along the way and he gets other people into trouble and he falls for the scintillating, fascinating person that you just, just can't get enough of, Sigourney Weaver, in this movie. Don't know why they have a relationship. Just can't understand it. My main complaint. You don't know why they have a relationship? Other than that it was written in the script? No. Wait, so do you not know why he has a relationship with her, or do you not know why she has a relationship with him? I know why she has a relationship with him, because he's a fully drawn character, and she might be attracted to a human being she is not she never once shows any of her true self to him that would make me think he fell in love with a real person he, he fell in ah, love with the first lady we never meet her we never get to know anything about her we know what she likes and she we know she represents good ideals but we don't know anything about her right okay bothered me dave wow you're uh i'm coming out throwing uh throwing well, down you're throwing down I, I, you, you're totally enamored and, and taken by this film. Well, no, I'm <laughs> totally enamored and taken by Sigourney Weaver. Like I look at Sigourney yeah. Weaver and I go, I know why he fell in love with her. That's Sigourney Weaver. Um, you think we need, maybe that's, I'm, maybe that's why I'm, single. maybe that's why you're single right now. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I think I just tried to say it, but I was too embarrassed. You don't it. need any lines, Sigourney. Just stand there and look like Sigourney. That's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah, really. Um, no, I, I think uh, yeah. he, he walks out on the balcony and he looks through the window and she's reading. She's reading a paper. Something. <laughs> she oh, must be interesting. Yeah. She can read. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was a little weak on that level. Um, okay. There oh. were winning things about it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I'm not saying I hated it at all. I liked many things. All right. Okay. Um, I do have to, I have to, in line with, you know, last week's admission that I made that there are certain movies that make me cry. You didn't. There were, I, I, there were you stop it. You I didn't. You didn't cry, I Dave. I all worked up. I did. You've clearly bit. been alone too long. This isn't okay. Can we make this an intervention show? <laughs> 
Yes, yes, um, we can. I, uh, I. When did you cry? I really would like to know when you cried. When I cried, I, I cry whenever people start to talk about America. In 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 a in a purely idealistic way, is that a recent thing, or have you always had that problem? <laughs> I've always, I've actually always had that problem. Really, you get choked up yeah. about, about. I get okay. choked up about. About Ideal, idealism yeah idealism makes gets gets me i am okay. a sucker for idealism i feel um, that I, way about vengeance in movies it makes me cry oh, oh yeah no I'm um, i i do have to okay so a couple of things i want to point out um there is no actor i think in the history of filmmaking who looks better on an old-timey bicycle than kevin klein you're right there. Right? In and out. They put him on the old timey bicycle with the with the thing around the pant leg so that it doesn't get caught up in the gears. Okay. They do I think Sophie's choice is on a bicycle. And then on here too. It's like a thing with it's like Kevin Klein. He looks like a a, a good guy on a bicycle. Ah, he he there's something uh there's something very decent about him and I think decent about people that ride bicycles and that yeah. decency comes through. Yeah. And uh, my friend, uh, Bet Bowles. Bet. Absolutely. Um, likable actors ever. And he is, he's just, there is so something likable. about him. That's just, he's incredibly charming. And he come, he comes from a school of, of like, you can kind of see he studied Cary Grant a little bit and he's got, he's got certain kind of sophisticated moves from older films that not a lot of people can get away with. He's yeah. one of the few people that really is like quintessential, just a great leading man of a type. They don't make a lot any of anymore. And he doesn't yeah. seem to work hard at it though. That's, that's what makes it so so incredibly charming yeah he's 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 effort he's truly charming and he's 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 kind of effort effortlessly so but he's also really he's got a lot of range he's he's fantastic i mean he's he's trained up the wazoo so he should be good isn't he juilliard material yes. yeah yeah so there yeah. you go fancy pants fancy actors that's yeah. what i say yeah Ooh. oh no <laughs> Great. Oh, I oh I know things. No, <laughs> yeah, school of drama. No, Juilliard. No, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I appreciate them, and that's amazing and all, but just stop being so, stop being so stuck up about it. All right, can we talk about some of the amazing supporting players in this movie? Sure. It's, I mean, there's 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 a chock full of it's chock full of great work here. Um, who's your, who, I mean, I, to me, I just got to come out and say that Ving Rhames kind of steals a lot of the show. A lot of the movie. He has my favorite line in the movie. He's got mine too. And we have different favorite ones. I know. We do. Okay. You, he it? said the line, he said a line that made you cry. No, he didn't make me cry. He, when he, he said he'd take a bullet for him. No, that's, that is my favorite moment. Okay. It's not my favorite line. My favorite line is 
sweaters make my neck look too thin. Yes, it's my favorite line. <laughs> my too. I have it written down. It's in my notes. Me too. It's in my notes. Right I stopped there. the movie. I loved yeah. it so much. I was sweaters like, make my neck look too thin. It was so earnest the way they were talking, and he was just kind of hunched over. He's like, Yeah, no, nah, I can't wear sweaters. It's like, why not? I, they just make my my sweaters make my yeah. neck look too he big. is just, he's, he's fantastic in this whole movie it's so cool to see him pre pulp fiction right it was not it was at the end at the end when he said i'd take a i would take a I bullet would, for you i, I knew you were gonna cry that i could i i knew last night when i saw it that you were crying i but felt what was so great about it was that he says it twice I mean, he doesn't say it twice, but but it, he's asked earlier, yeah. he would take a bullet for me. And he says, yes, but the reason he would take the bullet for him at the beginning is because he's the, I'm a Secret Service man and you're the president and that's my job. And at the end, it's because I love you. I would take a bullet because because I, I love you yeah. and respect you, I would take a bullet for yeah. you. It's uh, it's a tender moment. Yeah, it's it's that's some good writing there. I thought. Hey, you know, let's talk about the screenwriter for a second then, while we're at it. Yeah. Because you know what else he did, right? No. Oh, you don't. You didn't. You didn't look him up. He's got a really good track record. Uh, where is he? Gary Ross. Gary Ross uh wrote the movie Pleasantville. Uh, he wrote The Wonderful Sea Biscuit, which is actually like a surprisingly terrific movie. That's a really good movie. He wrote Big with it's Tom It's a lousy snack food, though, by the way. <laughs> if you you got to like Nori. If you don't like Nori, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and the, and the Hunger Games. Um, he's written a lot of really cool things, uh, and he directed some cool stuff. He is a good writer. Um and he's the man who wrote your lines that made you cry. He made you cry. He did. He made you cry. It's not a high bar making me cry. Well, look, apparently all I have to say is America and you start crying. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Shot also by, uh, do you know who shot this movie? Uh, uh, a DP. No, be serious. I don't. Um, What you do you think? What do you think? Give me a knower here. I'm looking at the same IMDb you, you are. What what uh, what do you think this man? Other movie did he shoot? Famous movie. Just off the top of your head, what other? If you saw Dave and you're like, oh, what other movie might this DP have to Um, no. Although he did actually DP Ghost. Interestingly oh, enough. Okay. Well, I was close. Terminator One and Two. And Dave. And Dave, yeah, they look exactly the same. Can't figure it out. Well, they both have Arnold Schwarzenegger. They do. This movie has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah, amazing cameos. The great thing about this movie too is the is the is the antiquated cameos from yeah. the '90s, which Tip nobody knows any. Like no, you know the face, but now you no longer know what they did or what their job in Washington was. Helen Thomas. People from uh, talk Alan like King political R. analyst R. talk shows, yeah. The McLaughlin, the McLaughlin Hour, or the McLaughlin Report, whatever that show was. The Stuffy Bastards Hour. I do have one, one. Um, uh, I have to find it. You keep talking. I'm going to find something to show here. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about how weird it is to see Laura Linney in a movie that 
was made before she became at all famous. This was her second film. I think she had a tiny part in one other movie, maybe two TV shows. Now she does this movie, Dave, in which she has to have sex with the with the bad president who then basically dies uh, during that moment. And she's never referred to again, basically. That, that's what I wanted to bring up. And um, it the movie is so well-crafted in a lot of ways, I think, in terms of the story, right? The story, I think, very much... Well, how, how can you beat Hans Christian Andersen? <laughs> right. That I, I was wondering if that was an an editing problem rather than a script because i, I believe i believe firmly that it that the student that they cut they made for time they had seen they had another scene or two with her and they and they cut first her that loop is never closed and it's she is just left it's, hanging. it's partly though because it's laura linney and and she wasn't laura linney then you know what i mean i i think part of what's weird about it is that she's now a huge giant star who yeah. who in any other case would have at least some resolution in that right but this is her second film she she had barely done any work so i wonder if the level of consternation we have is that she just you know it wasn't a big part but we're, that, we're, that might be part of it but also i feel like it it something kind of needed to be addressed there as to her it was 93 what do you want what do you want that's them? true but if we go back to the um to the incredible uh panoply of of cameos tip o'neill bernard kalb john yang nina totenberg who's still big 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 on npr chris dodd alan simpson Tom Harkin, Howard Metzenbaum, but he, Oliver Stone in a, in a wonderful cameo because he's talking conspiracy theories and he's like saying that it's a double, there's a double and everybody yeah. thinks he's crazy and we know he's actually right. He is crazy. Ben Stein. But here's my question. Uh, I do want to talk about... Um, uh, I do want to talk about Paul Simon's earlobes just for a moment. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Wait, I thought that was Sam Raimi. I'm confused. What is going on there? <laughs> this guy ran for president of the United States, and this photograph tells you everything you need to know about why he didn't win. Like that can't you can't be president of the United looks like, States. He looks like Al Franken's math teacher. <laughs> guy what the heck is going on but then so those are the crazy cameos but then the amazing cast linda hunt it with the with the we're walking we're walking we're walking we're stopping um no that was you mean bonnie hunt ba bonnie hunt bonnie hunt what is wrong with me bonnie hunt, hunt was doing another movie at this time yes. uh chuck Roden. charles uh, Grodin who is uh, an old buddy of Pops, and yeah. we can personally attest to the fact that he's actually funnier in human life than he is on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Butler, as a reporter, Dan Butler has that one little moment, like, holy Moses, there's Dan Butler. Steve Root, before he oh, was... Yeah. 
Baton Rouge. In Before the, he was everywhere. In the Laura Linney part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also interestingly, uh, Anna Devere Smith again. She was in last week's movie. She's last in this movie. Again. She's in West Wing. She's mm -hmm. she. I think he, she has to be if you're shooting in the White House of any on any show. She has yeah. to be in there. It's in her contract. And the wonderful Kevin Dunn also. Uh, Kevin Dunn in so many movies you and can't even dig in Veep, right? Yep. And uh, and we haven't mentioned yet Ben Kingsley, who ben has. Kingsley one of my favorite moments in the movie. Yeah. Okay. It's his first, his entrance, his first scene is the shot of him. When we first see him made me laugh out loud. Oh, with the, with the stuff. He's got all the gifts that he brought from Africa. He's Africa. got like an African mask and a spear and all this yeah. stuff that he's giving to, as a gift. And they just cut to this wide shot of him standing there holding it. He's very chagrined. He's really funny in it. And he, interesting little tidbit of information, he is the vice president in this movie, plays the vice president. And in real life, he is half Indian from India in Asia. Mm -hmm. And now the vice president of the United States, the, the, the vice president of the United States is half Indian. It's a tad more attractive than Ben Kingsley to me. In this film, maybe he's maybe he's more attractive in other films. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> and Gandhi he may have been very very sexy, but he wasn't in this one. <laughs> um, Jay Leno also makes an appearance in this movie. Everybody does. Everybody. You know why everybody's here, right? I mean, it's Ivan Reitman. Yeah, Ivan Reitman. It's got to be like the most good time well-liked director in hollywood i mean everybody's got to be just yeah. like oh, i'd he love makes, to be in ivan's well, movie yeah, sure. he, makes me he makes us laugh yeah um okay we're, we're being nice we're being nice we're walking we're walking what's your your favorite scene is the is ving rams selling the, the take a bullet scene uh, that's my favorite line okay. what's your favorite scene my one of my favorite scenes is is again involves ving rames but it's when kevin klein is is prepping for his debut as the president and he's going through all of his sort of actorly loosening up uh. exercises and ving rames ving rames is having none of it it's great he is not charmed he is there is nothing um on the same note, it's so nice to see Ving Rhames pre-Pulp Fiction. It's so yeah. interesting to see him before Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Talk about a role that changed your life. And then I do love... Um, I'm a... Uh, the, the same way I'm a sucker for idealism, I'm a sucker for the slow push-in. Mm. And... They use it's like, it's like a golf clap. It is. They use it judiciously in this movie, and where it comes is when when Charles Grodin, when 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 um, when Dave and Charles Grodin are trying to figure out the budget thing, and and Charles Grodin says, "Well, I'm not the one pretending to be the president," and there's a slow push in on Kevin Klein when he says, "Well, let me give it a try." And it's it's the moment when he decides to actually try to be presidential and step into the job. 
Uh He's not the president. And I I love those little visual clues that, ooh, something's happening here. Because I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know unless they're, it's just saying it and acting it and the music cue and the schmaltz isn't enough. We need the move. Another thing that I loved about this movie, actually, um, I think you'll relate to in terms of our relationship because um, there's something that Dave does that cements his relationship with two characters in the movie. He makes a mean sandwich. That's what he does that that cements the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I thought of you when he made the sandwich. That that's a great scene when he makes the sandwich for himself and Ving Rames in the kitchen at the White House alone. They're like it's at midnight. He's having a midnight yeah. snack, and he makes this this Dagwood, this just giant, huge, and you think beautiful he's sandwich it for himself. No, clearly he's like at the end he cuts it in half and he hands one over to Ving Rames, and they didn't talk about it. sit right down. He doesn't sit right down to eat it. It takes him a, mm-hmm. a moment to get. But yeah. that is the moment where the door opens for a relationship between the two of them. Well, clearly he'd take a bullet for him because that sandwich is goddamn amazing. But then he makes the sandwich again for somebody. For the scintillating, fascinating, and so deep first lady. Sigourney Weaver. Who we can't just can't learn enough about where she's from, who her friends are, what life she wants to have, how disappointing it was for her to not have led the life. You know, all those details were so well. I understand why women just hate everything and hate us. I understand. My eyes are open now. (laughs) She's like, I'll take $3 million for this, but you understand this isn't a role. Right. Gentlemen, you did not write a role for me to play okay I you wrote it. a dress and a hairstyle okay i um i i want to say to any directors or producers out there that if if those are the roles you give me i will never complain you're a guy no one's listening to you I, complaining anyway <laughs> what know. are you talking about a complaint i know but give me a dress and a hairstyle i'll play the role i don't well, care you've done it for nothing <laughs> you can't true. when you've done it I for did. nothing you cannot, you I have no leverage. A dress and a hairstyle. There's no leverage. They're like, you got to do it, Matthew. We know you did it for nothing. <laughs> you did it just to kiss another man who you were working with. And and that man was George Went, which is, you know, what my social life has been like. Not as handsome as Ben Kingsley. No, no. I would rather kiss Ben Kingsley. No, oh, I'm sure. George, I'm kidding. George Went is I'm a great kidding. kisser. Uh, he so that's thing. It's all about how you kiss, apparently. Yeah. No, I love, uh, I love George. I lo- there's a scene I I really like in this movie. Um, it's the uh, it's the boardroom scene where he balances the budget in front of everybody. Yeah. I think that's a really well done scene, and it's got a lot of really funny cameo cutaways to the other senators and people that are in the room. They're trying to keep up with him, and it does a thing that I get. I'll full disclosure. Here's what makes me a little not weepy, but gets to me. Yeah. There's a there's a thing in a lot of old movies from the from the old days, 30s and 40s. It's kind of yeah. a trope, but they do it in this, and it's in this scene. I guess it's kind of like a Scrooge thing. If there's an old crotchety guy 
who suddenly has his heart like warmed up and he suddenly is like a sweet and he realizes he wants to be a sweet guy. Yeah. I, I, I find that just charming and adorable every single time. I don't know what it is. And um, those, those old I, guys who were at first, what's a little dad thing going on there. You, you know, want one of the old crotchety guy to suddenly like, just be sweet. And sweet. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, how much do I owe you for this session? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to, speaking of owing me something for the session, I want to back up a little bit because I opened the door about the sandwich being the the heart of a relationship. Yeah. Well, I knew exactly what you were talking about. So isn't yeah, that? But, but, but they don't. The people listening don't know. Matthew uh, taught me, as Matthew's my older brother, Matthew taught me everything that not only that I know, I know he didn't teach me everything he knows, but he taught me, he taught me everything he knows that, that I know and anything that's worth knowing about a sandwich, about, about the making of a sandwich. There we go. Okay. That's, I just wanted a little love in the sandwich department. There were many things that we bonded over when I was a young man that you, you introduced me. For instance, you took me to Raiders of the Lost Ark. You, you were, the person you were the adult in my life who was like you know what you there's a movie you're gonna want to see and i'm gonna take you to it and it changed I my life no i all i knew all we knew was i knew studio sneak preview tonight you didn't know anything no like rumor no, of george lucas or anything no. I, wow. I, I think i knew it was i think i knew it was spielberg okay and, well and and uh and um who who starred in that Oh, in the Raiders Harrison, movies, Harrison Ford started. Oh, right? uh, yeah. yeah, older actor. I, I think I knew that. But that would be enough. Like, if you knew Han yeah. Solo was going to be yeah. in the movie, you'd know what your younger yeah, brother would. We didn't be. know that it was going to be. Nobody knew that it was going to be. That was a, a amazing. An, I, I remember it vividly. Remember the lobby. Remember seeing the post. The, the poster. I for remember the first time. It vividly too, but that's because it was a date with Barb Belf, not. Well. I, I remember it vividly also for the same reason. Um, <laughs> there you go. But so the sandwich thing was, yeah, that we definitely shared that. And okay. um, all right, now we can get back to the movie. I got my sandwich. Trying to remember what it might have. Was it a tuna? Was the tuna melt the first? No, it was just regular tuna salad sandwich. Just regular tuna salad. Yeah, I make a good tuna salad. You do. You do. Um, I want the recipe for the sandwich in this movie. Oh, it's fantastic. If you if it can make somebody take a bullet for you and make Sigourney Weaver fall in love with you, mm -hmm. I, I want that recipe. I don't think Sigourney Weaver fell in love with him. I don't. I, I don't believe that for a second. I feel like you saw a move, different movie there. At the end. Uh, she wanted a job. She was looking for work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just wish that Harold Ashby directed this movie. Oh, wait, he already did. Um, <laughs> that was for you being there, fans. Um, I guess you know the, the first lady thing is the only. That's the only complaint that I really have, and and it's not a small complaint because you know, I mean, if if I if if the whole thing kind of hinges on you wanting to be together, uh, then I'm not happy with it. Right. Okay. Um, you don't agree. You, 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 you no, actually. I, I completely agree, and I'm, I'm chagrined <laughs> that I didn't see that 
flaw in the wow. script that the that that character was woefully underdeveloped. Not I won't I won't even say that the character was woefully underdeveloped because that would that would imply that there was there some, was some development. development or some thought there, to that development. Zero think, development of that yeah. character, and I and I didn't. Uh, you know, and then she's she's great. So uh, you know she's she brings a lot of personality to it just because she's her, right? Yeah. But it, it, I could see her. I could see her going home and complaining to whoever she was living with at the time, just being like, "I can't, I can't believe what they're expecting me to." You know, yeah, but they're not have to make this is a I mean it's a rom com essentially with, with the whole rom part just kind of like you you they'll buy it, they'll believe it. Okay. Well the I mean the only thing that we do know about her is that she is um devoted to the cause of homeless children. Yeah. Which is yeah. not nothing. It is in the sense that that is also a huge plot device that spins the plot around. So she had to have something that was just for plot, which serves him. She had to have something that opposed him or represented the opposite of him rather than right. anything that was unique to her. I mean, the character of Dave has a lot of foibles and interesting things about him that we learn. He's kind of an actor and he does these weird appearances to pretend to be the president. And he, he's a passionate, you know, uh, uh, person about about workers rights and and just learn about him you learn about his sense of humor and and that he's a real idealist and that he's kind of naive and that he looks up to a president that really maybe he shouldn't because right. he's naive i mean you know all these things and she uh she reads uh, papers in bed and and wants to build a shelter um i don't know i i i i felt like no, you're you you're com look when well, you're what's right, funny you're right. What's funny is like after Ghostbusters, she's given a lot more to do and go like she has a character in Ghostbusters. She plays somebody very specific, yeah, and she's pretty funny in that movie. Yeah, and it's the same director here, and and it's like he kind of just said, uh, "Well, just be just be fancy. We just need yeah. you to be fancy." Okay, I'm no, sorry. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. There's somebody we haven't spoken about for a good reason no i don't know who you're talking about we haven't spoken about frank langella no we haven't which is which is there's and there's no reason for that because he's really kind of great in it. in it yeah in a way he's um he's so good that he just is that guy to such a degree that uh, you don't even think of it too much as a performance but he's actually really funny too he's very funny in quietly it. and uh do you, do you know the thing about his eyes? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. It perfect it, for Dracula. Perfect for Dracula, and then and then there's only one shot in this where it really comes into play. I didn't even really see it in this shot. Where I saw, I saw one shot where, and it was when it, it. I think it was the scene where he's the most angry. Um, which is uh, very angry which is which is very angry um you know what that's called i forget uh, what is it i think i'm pronouncing it right nystagmus and it, it's a condition of of these uncontrollable little movements of the the eyes uh 
and and it can be controlled and there's ways to control it uh, he can control it if he and i and i wonder it would be fascinating to find out if in dracula no oh, i'm sure he used it decided not to control oh, i bet so because it, there's close up after <clears throat> close up of him in that movie just with, exhibiting with the eyes, it with his glittering eyes it's yeah, so it's, weird it's so <clears throat> There's another really weird uh, scene where you see something else of his quivering when he runs at camera fully nude in Lolita. And that is. I a, missed that. There's Talk about a brave man. Wow. Talk about a brave performance. The remake of Lolita, which is I wouldn't recommend to an enemy of mine to see, frankly, but um. <laughs> he plays quilty in the movie and, and and i don't remember much except there's the shot that you can't get out of your mind once it's once it's seen it's not leaving your head he's runs down a hallway at the end he's going to get shot by you know by uh what's his name the hero of lolita yeah what a creepy world um and he's running away from him and Humbert Humbert and uh, and he runs down this hallway screaming and running waving his arms and his bathroom flies open and he's fully nude and it's a tele it's like a long lens at one end of the hallway and it's literally like at crotch level the tripod is down mid level and nice. he comes directly running as fast as he can stuff is moving around it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> wow. and this was before like this was before you know seeing uh, a penis was so incredibly popular in fact contractually obligated to see one in movies these days wow. this was way ahead of its time wow wow now my friend bo baker um who's uh do you know bo I have met Bo, but I don't really know him. Bo Baker, uh, sound dude. He's been on Grey's Anatomy for longer than anybody should be working on Grey's Anatomy. He's lost his mind now completely. What what little mind he had left. No, he's a fabulous guy. He brought up this interesting point. Uh, He wasn't sure he was going to be able to watch tonight. And he said, we should compare the villains in Dave and the American president. Bob Rumsford in The American President, played by Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Bob Alexander, played by Frank Langell in this movie. Uh, And what he noted is that in Dave, they give us the payoff of seeing... Because in both movies, the, the end of the bad guy happens with the president doing something on nationwide television that ends the bad guy's plot. So the Mm -hmm. bad guy's not there. The bad guy just has to witness from afar his ruination. And in in Dave, they cut back to, and it's a very funny shot because when when the president is going to make the speech to Congress, you know, Frank Langell is there with all his pals and he's like, ooh, he's going to crash and burn now and I'm going to be triumphant. And all the pals gather to watch TV and then Dave works his magic and they cut back to Frank Langella and he's all alone with all of the the, the Frank Langella for president literature strewn about mm-hmm. he's left in devastation. 
and in 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 the American president, we don't have that moment of satisfaction of seeing Bob Rumsford's comeuppance. No, we don't. Which is much more tr- real- realistic. It's just gone. No, nothing happens to these people. Clearly, yeah, they don't have a cup up. They, they, they don't. don't. We you would get... we would see the scene in which Josh Hawley was like, "Oh, drat! I've oh, I have to go back to work and make lots yeah. of money again tomorrow." Or, or, you know, or McCarthy, being, yeah. you know, or or Jim Jordan, or or any of those, yeah, wonderful people. Um, there's a shot in the movie. Uh, did you say favorite shot? Uh. I, I I didn't say favorite shot, but I I did. You know, I talked about the slow push in. The slow push in. That's your. That's fine. That's your favorite shot. I, there's a shot that I noticed that I honestly, I'm sure, has been in a movie before, but I don't think I I'd ever noticed it. It was a shot in the Oval Office from behind the desk and behind the president, facing the other way. And I don't think I've really ever seen that. You mean before. facing the office, not facing outside? From the desk, with your back to the windows, looking at the office, seeing the desk from the president's point of view. Ah. He's sitting in a chair and he's got both he's got both um the guys who've brought him in, Langella and the other Langella guy on either side of him, trying to convince him to do the job, and they sit him in the presidential chair. And there's this one moment where he's they they come around behind it and you see the chair from behind the desk and ah, you see like the room from the president's point of view. And now you don't, you'd never really see that in, in any movie you're always looking to, you know, towards the, the Rose garden, I guess that's what's outside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're always seeing that view. One, one little moment of filmmaking that I loved one technical thing is when they get him to sit in that chair, they're like, go ahead, sit in the chair. No, go ahead. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to no, sit in the chair. Go and sit in it. And he sits down in it. And they did some great foley there because it's a leather chair. And as he sits, and you know, there's there's no mic that's picking no. that up with no. dialogue in that scene. Yeah. When he sits in the chair, they give you that the, all these little great yeah. little leather squeaks as he uncomfortably sits down. They also the put a great wide-angle lens on it and shoot down on him when he's in the chair. And there's something about his expression, like looking up at them when he's in the chair that's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. He's truly funny as hell. I mean. Yeah. You know, we kind of soft pedaled how great he is. He's just, he's a tr- freaking treasure. I mean, there's really not a part he can't play. Oh, this, um, a fish called Wanda, um, Silverado, Silverado in and out. Um, Fantastic. Sophie's choice. Sophie's choice. He's, a, no, he's, he's a, great. He also has, um, this quality that it's so nice to see in, in somebody, particularly now. I mean, I think it was, you saw it in people like, you know, uh, Jimmy Stewart in the old days or Cary Grant, but uh, a really good person who wasn't boring, a really good person who's also exciting and dynamic and fun to watch. Also being a a really good human being is a rare combo in a movie. And he just does it so well. Do we need to talk? Oh, and you know, another thing about him that we haven't mentioned. He's married to Phoebe Cates. And still married. They've been married forever yeah. to her. Yeah. 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 So. um, So, yeah. 
Did we talk about the fluff on the glasses? Did you catch that in one shot where he? No. There's there's one shot where he's like put a sweater on or something like that, and and there's this just this huge long piece of fluff hanging down on his glasses. That. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's Charles Grodin's, and then and then they cut. And they come back and it's it's gone. Yeah, they got rid of that. Good little continuity. Speaking of things like that, I I wasn't aware that they had palm trees in uh, Washington. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of the things that they have something from all 50 states. Oh, I should have known. There's this shot in the beginning of Marine Marine One landing in, in in the Rose Garden. And he gets off the plane and it's this like telephoto sh- like shot from very far away and you see the background and like right behind him are three palm trees just like, yeah no, it, 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 it's celebrate it's like it's like a mm-hmm. Disneyland where they have the co- yeah. concourse of nation it's celebrating yeah. the, the the state the different states they're so, much yeah. better used in in john carpenter's halloween i think from all all 50 states to you know celebrate the well why not that's, it's it's all about unity it, it was then and it is now yes yeah <laughs> so uh um well i think uh you know does this add anything to our list of things in a president movie or does it just have some of the i'm trying to think that's a good question there's press conferences in this right yeah i have to say i feel like there's gotta I feel like there's other moments with with uh Secret Service guys. Uh-huh. Um but maybe I just remembered that stuff from this movie and thought it's kind of a president movie trope. Somebody uh put something on Facebook today, not about this. They they must have been watching some other movie, but they said, um do those earpieces only work when you like, do you have to touch the earpiece to hear? Do you have to raise your wrist to talk? You know, is, haven't we moved past that in the technology? You know, is it, he said, he said, this person on Facebook said to me, it's the equivalent of an actor pointing their finger and going bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I figured it just made it a little quieter. Like a little you quieter, can... like the Liberty's moving. Mm. right um i don't know that i have anything else about the movie um i'm i've covered uh i've covered the stuff i i want to say i've talked about all the actors we talked about in and out both the movie and well we didn't talk about the burger but we didn't but we should have a show about that we should have a show about in a we didn't okay so if we're going to go to the four categories of movies the good movie, the bad movie, the good bad movie, and the bad good movie. Which is this? I will say that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> do do. I'm gonna because this is also a podcast. Mm. Um, uh, when when oh, like this, the like this. Whenever we're quiet and thinking, we have mm. to make sounds. So there's a lot of suspense. They won't know what's going to happen. No, they'll just think there's which stuff. one will he which pick? One will he pick. I think that it's a. Uh, I think it's a good bad movie. You think it's a good bad movie? Well, no. Well, uh, I'm not gonna. 
No, it's a good bad movie because it's not a good movie, <laughs> but it's enjoyable. But it's really enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, a movie that I mean, it doesn't stand up to the to the lady test. Lady fails the lady test. The lady test fails. Um, I think the second half kind of falls apart a little bit. I think it doesn't have. I think once he makes the decision, it's a great decision, but the movie doesn't have. Uh, I feel like where where Ivan Reitman really is is great is when things are ridiculous. And yeah. and this if this had gone more surreal and silly, yeah. I think it would have been a, a a good movie. And this this is uh, gets a little. It falls in the trap of. You know, a little, a little gets a little bit serious, a little tender about the White House. Yeah, and um, I know that makes you cry. That's why I love it, and why it makes me cry. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well then, so next week, because we love the set for the Oval Office that they used in this movie so much, we decided we wanted to watch that set. That same exact set. Is it the same one exactly? Another movie. Oh, that's great. Yes. So next week we will be revisiting this Oval Office set in absolute plower. Ab plower. Absolapada. Absolap plower. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's been a long day. Absolute power. Absalom. Absalom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't get through this. Absolute Power, starring and directed by Clint Eastwood. By Clamped Nicewide. Um I forgot yeah. that he I forgot that he wrote and directed this movie. Not, he didn't write it. He directed it and is starring in it. And he played the piano for people at the, at the award ceremony. Uh, this was before he went crazy and spoke to, and a, to a chair. A public national this community. is when he was just playing crazy and ornery. Yeah. Uh, Gene Hackman is also in it. Mm. Ed Harris. Have you seen this? I have not seen it. And the screenplay is William Goldman. Oh, it's Goldman. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that's yeah. exciting. Okay. I'm, I'm actually really thrilled. I feel like we're back in the wheelhouse for Arkin Brothers talk about movies with this one. Yeah, I do. I feel like we are, you know, I feel like the sweet spot for us has been 80s, 90s movies. In other words, the kind of time where we came into our own and started making opinions about movies we liked. And, right. and, um, and the, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, movies with the bad guys and murder and mayhem. Yeah, yeah. The this thing I'm a little sad about is I don't think there's anything. I'm gonna bet there's nothing in this movie that's gonna make me cry. Oh, oh, probably not. Probably, probably not. Probably not gonna cry at absolute power. Has Clint ever made anybody cry? I mean, I'm no. Let me actually. I'm sure he's, he's made people made cry. Sandra Locke I think cry he's probably made his kids cry over the years. Sandra Locke cry over and over again. Definitely made Sandra Locke cry. <laughs> um. But as an artist, I I just don't think so. Well, maybe in didn't he direct the boxing the woman boxing and dying movie? Or was he? Yeah, he did. That? No, he did. He did. Uh, he did that, and he also did Bird, which I think probably could make you cry. 
So I, I lied. He does make you cry. He's okay. just a disgusting human being. But I, I didn't say that. No, no, he's a good guy. Now he's not going to hire you. He's all a great right. guy. He's just he's just a troubling figure. That's all. So uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies about this show and that we are now a podcast on Apple Podcasts. Yes. And we are burning up the interwebs. Hey, look, we we're doing this so we can get through a pandemic. I, I you know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, our pain can be entertaining to others. That's that's yes. my hope. Yeah, they're missing out if they're not listening, though. So, uh, join us next week for uh, Absolute Power. Good night, buddy. Good night, sir. Talk to you later. Yeah, man. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.